Today, I effed up by smuggling drugs into Indonesia and almost getting life in prison or worse. Actually, we have the idiot that did this <laughs> right here. We're going to analyze his voice because we're currently in a country where he could be put to death. That's true. Also, we I think we need to come up with a name. Yeah, let's What's the call fake him. What's name that we're going to do? Boxhead? Articudo. Boxhead. Bartakuda? Articudo. 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 We're not calling you Articudo. Articudo Barracuda. Boxhead. Boxhead. All right. Head. We're calling him Boxhead. All right. Boxhead. <laughs> so how did you how did you do this? This dumb shit. So here we go. There it is. So uh, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't see. <laughs> oh, this is so cute. <laughs> I'm gonna try. That not is to. so close to the bag, but it's hilarious. There it is. There it is. There it is. Boom! There you go. We're <laughs> hot boxing. Hot boxing that box, boxhead. Absolutely, it's the only way to do it. So, <laughs> to most, Bali is known as the island of the gods, but to me, my first few days here were absolutely heinous and uh i decided as a uh, as a marijuana smoker <laughs> that i would bring some some of these marijuanas over into my check bag to this island wait where were you traveling from where uh, were you i was traveling from another country in asia with and where it was legal where it was legal yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought that it wouldn't be uh, an issue if uh, I was sneaky. So uh, I, I see my bag, my bag come off the baggage claim and there's no, there's no issues. I grab the bag and I'm walking towards the edge of the airport and I think I'm home free. And uh, the guy pulls me to the side. They do like these random bag, bag checks. He pulls my bag out. He opens up everything, pulls out all my clothes. He's like looking at my shit. At this point, do you know what's like in there like are you worried mm. oh yeah i'm shitting my pants i mean my pants are currently like dry but like it, it was very it was very scary i mean my heart my heart's pounding because because you, you know, knew there were there was marijuana in there i knew and you knew that there was the death penalty in indonesia i for marijuana i did i did and um <laughs> and you still decided <laughs> to bring it to bring the drugs um, in. So to be fair, I actually thought I had less drugs than I did. But it's the death penalty. Right, but I thought the amount that I had would be a little... Um, I've paid off the police here before. You know, they really just want cash. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, they do. This was not my first time paying off. Not the your first rodeo. It wasn't yeah, even no. my second. It, realistic <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even his seventh. <laughs> no, okay. um, realistic number... Uh, uh, Four, four times. I've been okay. with the police here. Uh, never in the amount that. What were the amounts beforehand, and what yeah. were the things you did? Yeah. First thing was uh, some cop just targeted me. Uh, he said that I was like riding too close to like the side of the road, which is like not a law. Uh huh. <laughs> How much did he pay for that one? Uh, like maybe like ten bucks. Okay. What was there the second one? Um, second one, I was slightly impaired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We're only here to make on you look good road, on, on this, this road. road. On this oh road. wow! Yeah, leaving old man's. Um, yeah, <laughs> that I think that was like also ten bucks actually. <laughs> and then third one was uh, I overstayed my visa. Yeah. Um, because uh, last time I was here, 
Uh, Bali is a primarily Muslim and Hindu country, and uh, Muslims celebrate the uh, month of Ramadan, where essentially they are, uh, you know, fasting, yeah. uh, they're not working. And uh, I went to the visa office, and uh, there was no one there. Um, and they, so you just they, couldn't get a visa? Yeah, I just literally couldn't get one. Uh, so I was, and so how much did you have to pay then? I think like $45. Okay, so it's been $10, $10, and $45. Yes. So you're thinking, okay... Yes, got caught with drugs. Yeah. But I can pay like 20 bucks and then they won't execute me. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like 100 at the most. And yeah, your life I, is worth $100 yeah. to the Indonesian Maybe government. Maybe there's a BOGO deal going on. You yeah. don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party yeah. up with another prisoner and be like, hey, look, guys, could we do a little two for one? And, um, and so he's pulling out the stuff. And first he pulls out a grinder, which I literally hadn't seen in so long. Like the craziest part, he's like, he's like, did you know about this? And I was like, it's mine, but no, like the, I didn't know that was in there. And the guy's like, like, okay, like whatever. The weed tool or the app? Box in his secrets. The tool. The tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I showed him my tool. And, uh, <laughs> yep. and well, he did see my tool, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. And um, so he pulled that out. I was like, uh, for tobacco. <laughs> and then he. Well, because they do have out. like like. Yeah, because they have tobacco roll, grinders, yeah. right? I don't know a single person on the face of the earth that's ever used a grinder for tobacco. But besides the point, their soul yeah. has tobacco grinders. Right. And um, he opens it up. Like I said, I hadn't seen this grinder in, in forever. I was like, oh, there it went. And he opens it up, and lo and behold, there's, you know, a little bit of the devil's lettuce. And, uh, oh, not the devil's lettuce. No, not the devil's lettuce. <sighs> and, Box um, head, come on. So he puts it aside. He also, I take a thyroid, I take some medication, and it's a white powder. So, you know, they were sketched about that. They had to test that. Um, it wasn't cocaine. I would never <laughs> smuggle cocaine internationally. <laughs> now. <laughs> Maybe in the past. No, 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 never. Because at LAX, the, uh, the, the dogs are, uh, they're not weed dogs. 100% positive they're not weed yeah. dogs, by the way. They're just bomb dogs and coke dogs. Nice. And I know this because every time I walk into LAX, I smell like a fucking brick. <laughs> so... <laughs> So there's no way that there's weed dogs. <laughs> there's not a chance. Uh, I can, with full confidence. Say okay. That. And um, so he puts the grinder to the side. He starts pulling out the rest of my shit. At this point, they're like, he's got like stuff on him. We're really going to go crazy. Yeah. And he's pulling out all the stuff. Then he finds the main event, if you will. And uh, in this uh, main event, which was sealed, vacuum sealed. Yeah. How much are we talking? Like... So we're talking, so I actually thought it was like gonna be like two G's. Like how much weed are we talking? I, well, I'm yeah. saying I originally thought I bought two grams, but yeah. it was seven. Okay. Which is actually kind of considerable. <laughs> it's like yeah. kind of, it's not. That's not uh, nothing. It's not nothing. And um, so I'm like, fuck. And then I was like, uh, those are cigarettes. Like that was my just like spitball reaction. And then uh, he was like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> And then, uh, so at this point, he had already taken my passport because they take your passport before they search you. Yeah. So he he takes everything out of my bag. I mean, everything. He's questioning everything I have. He takes all the like contraband and puts it in like a little little uh, gray gray bin. So it was the weed. At this point, it's the weed and the grinder and my medicine, which is in a white powder form, which uh, I'm not worried about. At this point, he says we need we need to take you into uh, an interrogation room. He didn't call it that, but I I knew. 
It also yeah. said interrogation. Okay. <laughs> so, nice. So, um, so you're are you still shitting your pants? Like, are you getting progressively more worried? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm really is is worried as scared as I could be. Uh, but nothing would prepare me for what happened uh, next. What happened next? And uh, you know, they put me in this room. What was in the room? In the room, there's no windows. Uh, the door is locked, but you can only unlock it from the outside, or you can only come out through, like you have to open it from the outside. There's posters of people like without their heads. Uh, they're blurred out and they're also naked. Oh. Uh, like it's, it's super, super scary. And it had all of their charges on there. I remember one being diamonds, diamond smuggling, which I thought was really interesting. Why? Uh, For what, was, like too many diamonds? Like Yeah, I, I actually don't see how that's illegal. Maybe yeah. it was too many diamonds. Yeah, like yeah. diamonds or something. I know yeah. there's a law, it's like $10,000 worth of shit. You have right. to claim it. I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. So there was that. Uh, there was cocaine uh, on, on the posters, and uh, there was weed, there was pills, just all of it. And I go in there, and the guy comes in, he goes, uh, you know, you're in big trouble. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know, uh, I'm really sorry. He's like, the guy was like, I said those were cigarettes. He's like, you said those were cigarettes. And I was like, uh, marijuana cigarettes. Like, at that point, like, I know that just, you know, these are, like, I'm not going to try and bullshit anything. Like, at this point, I need to own up. I need to just be accountable. I need to be like, I fucked up, you know. I'm 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 sorry. You know? why, why did you make that decision instead of like trying to trying to double down on the lies? Past? Yeah. Um. Well, I never really lied, Sam. I just, I just <laughs> lied about the tobacco grinder, sir. You know? But that was it. Um. I didn't I didn't feel like I felt like if I was in their shoes and there's this like foreign guy that's clearly lying. I mean, they're not stupid. You know, what's the point in lying? Like they caught me. You know. Yeah. That was my logic, and I felt like if I was in their shoes and I was lying, I just kind of would have lost respect, you know? And it's like, if anything, I wanted to earn their respect at least, you know? Mm. If, if anything's going to happen, I want them to at least somewhat respect me. So I'm not going to lie. So, you know, I own up to everything. At this point, they, uh, they put me on uh, a wall, and uh, they perform a cavity search, a dry black nylon glove. Wait, what did they say? What did they, what did they like, so like, to initiate they, they this? They show you, like, they show you a, um, like, a thing, like, a, basically a thing in, like, it was in, like, ten different languages saying that they had the right to put their finger up your ass, basically. Like, in their, like, law. It was, like, a law thing, and they're, like, you have mm. to read this. Damn. Like, okay. And they did it, and it was. It was it what? Was, did, how do they do it? Black nylon glove. Did you have to face. like? Did he? Did they strip you down, or did you just yeah, do like yeah. a little booty peek? No, completely naked. <laughs> completely, you were completely naked. Butt naked. Oh my Butt god. Butt naked. Uh, they searched my clothes too. After I took off my clothes, they like searched the pockets, everything, my shoes. You made me take my socks off. So completely naked in front of like like three guys, four guys, I don't even remember. And uh, yeah, they cavity searched me. They sit me back down. They weighed all my, they let me put my clothes on. They weighed everything. Um, and the guy told me like, look, this is, this is enough, like you're, you're, you're getting executed. You know, this is not, we don't take this lightly in Indonesia and this is enough to have you, you know, executed. At this point, like my heart, like fucking sank, man. I, mean, yeah. I was like, this is like, you know, I was just like, my life is like flashing, you know, before my eyes, basically. I'm like, this is this is it. And I've heard, you know, these stories. I'm so stupid, man. So fucking stupid. Yeah. 
I heard about, you know, Karabog in the prison here. It's, it's horrible. The locals call it Hotel K. Not a good place. And uh, they, you know, they told me that I, I was, you know, going to be executed. Um, they said best case scenario was five years in jail, but that most likely it would, that I would, that I would not make it that far. And um, wow. at this point, I'm like, I, I, like, is there anything I can do? Like, you know, like I can't, and they're, they're saying no, they're saying no, like it's, you can't pay your way. And I was like, I, you know, like I need to pay, like I, I need to, like, I have to, like, I can't, like, I fucked up, I'm young, like, I, I was stupid, I made a mistake, uh, I said that, you know, it had come from Thailand, I just, it was, I was just trying, I was just trying as best as I could to, like, sell myself as, you know, just not being a piece of shit, and, um, they took all, they took my passport, and, uh... So you were just saying, like, like, I, like, I messed up, I'm so sorry, let me pay you? I was like, literally uh, begging, like, beg, like, begging. begging, I mean, begging. Yeah begging for my life i mean like i like anything man I yeah. mean, when you have guys sitting there saying you know i know the law like i like it's not good it's not good you know they really tried to scare me the best they could uh and they did they did i mean they scared the shit out of me it was really uh it was really really traumatic we agreed we basically got to i had negotiated from i think they wanted like eight originally wait, wait, wait. how how did you get to the point of how did you get to the so point, this point so yeah. the supervisor had come in and basically told me the charges and what was going to happen to me and, and the charges were, were possession of an illegal substance yeah, and that you were going to be executed pretty pretty much pretty much something along those lines and uh there was one guy in there that was actually like i mean i don't know if it was a whole good cop bad cop thing but you know he was trying to uh help me and uh you know i think he felt bad because he was my age and uh he I, I i really don't know but he he told me he said look like i think if you tell the supervisor that you'll pay yourself out of this you know i think he may he may give you a chance and um they wanted like guarantees that I wasn't gonna, cause this is very illegal to take bribes in Indonesia. Very illegal. Very illegal. Yeah. Right. Uh, they can also go to jail for this. Really? Yes. Um, there's tons of, tons of cases of, uh, you know, this happening. Uh, I think there was a case a few years ago where someone took a photo in the immigration line, which you know, they have the signs saying no pictures. Right. Someone took a picture and they basically like did the same thing they did to me and wow. that, that, for a picture in the immigration for a line. Picture, yeah. Wow. So um, sometimes this just happens. I got really lucky with who was on shift, and the guy. You know, we agreed with five thousand dollars. So how did you? How did the, did they come back and like like after saying no, you're going to be executed, you're going to be executed? They're like, okay, we have a proposition for you. Yeah, they needed guarantees, and you know the guarantees were really scary. You know, they made me hold up all. Essentially, I gave up any innocence I had by they made they made me take a video they took the video of like a, a ransom video essentially where i'm holding all the drugs and they made me say my name is blank and uh these are my drugs and i brought them so it's like in any case the pro the problem is is you know you can't go to the embassy at this point because you broke a law in another country so i know this you know knowing that that they have this video that i'm basically fucked there's no one that can help the only thing that can help me is if i if this guy if i pay this guy off and he gives me my password but you're still here like are you Okay, this is later, this is later. But like, I'm like, couldn't they just use that as blackmail against you when you leave? So they just want the money. 
they just want the money, Sam. It's not about like, yeah. you know, they, they don't give a fuck. Like if I'm like, if I'm in jail, I can't pay anyone. If I'm, you know, mm. if I, if they take my passport and I go into hiding, no one makes any money. And then they get in trouble because they let away a criminal. So he takes his video. He has this video. He has a passport. And he said, uh, you need to meet me somewhere to give me the money in cash. Because I tried to wire it because, you know, $5,000 really isn't easy to get in, in cash, really anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you can only take like 250 to $300 out. Oh, yeah. Of, of the ATMs. Super ATMs, low. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then plus it's dealing with the bank and this and that. Yeah. It was, this also happened on a Saturday. The next day was Sunday. Oh, so God, I had a, it, was a, it, was, it was a Jeez. torturous two days. I didn't sleep or eat for two days, which I haven't done since college, basically. And on that day... Uh, I luckily had had, you know, some friends here in Indonesia who were, you know, very supportive and, you know, really kind of helped me get through this. And uh, I messaged the guy. I said I had the money. I had to do like 30 ATM transactions. I mean, it was, it was. Oh, my God. It was. And you know what's funny? You know what I thought was funny? I actually laughed about this because I try to see. I try to get a little humor out of even the most shittiest things you know how all the atms here have ac units uh yeah so every all the atms you go in there's an ac unit and it's cold yeah all right this is the only fucking one that did it so <laughs> of course the one i need to be in the longest no right AC. so you're wow. just like trying to get all this money Sweating. out yeah. Sweating. but you know what i laughed because i was like this is just it couldn't have been shittier like, I was like, this is funny. Like, this is a test. Mm. And um, it, it, I just thought that was that was just the icing on the cake. It was like that one little thing that just really pushed me to like, this wow. is just a great, a, a big, great fuck you to me. And um, so I pull out this money. I text the guy, uh, meet me at this Starbucks. Because he told me, like, the Starbucks, right? I get there early. I do a perimeter check, uh, make sure that there's no other cops. Uh, I try to find the quickest exits that I can just in case I need to run. You know, I'm thinking of backup plans. You, you need to have one in these situations. And uh, I'm waiting and I'm waiting and my fucking heart is pounding. I mean, he's not showing up, right? He calls me, he goes, meet me at this other Starbucks. And the fact that he wanted to change locations actually gave me a little bit of, um, what's the word? Not, it made me feel more comfortable mm. because I knew that he didn't want to get caught either. Right. Mm. So, uh, am I boring you? No. <laughs> Am I, am I boring you? I'm, I'm very engaged. I, I don't know about I this guy. I can't really see you, but I, heard, I can hear you. <laughs> He's using all the oxygen he can to like yeah. process everything yeah, yeah, that's yeah, happening yeah. right now. You Good know what I mean? Good save, man. Good save. That was, yeah. that was proper. It's my boy. Yeah, yeah. That was proper. And so at this point, he uh, he changes location. I go oh to this God. location. I do a perimeter check as well. And I see him in the Starbucks. He's, he's not in his airport uniform. And, uh, you know, he tells me to sit down. And uh, I sit down. He asks me, you know, was I followed? Is there a cab waiting for you? Is there anything? You know, because he, he can get in big trouble for this. Yeah, he could Absolutely. probably go. Could he go to jail for as long as you? I don't know. Like, like five years? You know, to be, answer, I, uh, to be honest, I, I can't answer that. I don't know. But it's definitely he would have lost his job. It wouldn't have been good for him. Right, right. And um, I sit down, and uh, he's like, let's talk first. I go, okay. And he's like, uh, he's telling me, he's like, you got really lucky, man. He's like, and then he's saying, like, I kind of, you know, made this happen. No one really wanted to let you go. And I know I got lucky. I've heard of, you know, all the stories, you know, I've heard of. Yeah, you said you had a friend that's, like, in prison right now, right? Uh, yeah, a friend of a friend that uh, had a CBD, which isn't even, you know, what I had, a little CBD pre-roll. He's been in jail seven years. I think he's still there. Hotel K. And, yeah, he tells me I got really lucky. And then he said, you know why I, like, fought or, like, you know, I wanted to let you go? And I was like, what? He said, you know, we're around the same age, and, you know, you, you seemed really, you know, you were 
honest about all the stuff. You're sincere. And I wanted five thousand U.S. dollars. Five thousand U.S. dollars. We had some just miscellaneous chit chat. I, I I can't remember. And then, and then he says, uh, and your heart's probably pounding like hell. Yeah. Oh. I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. Because I'm always, you know, I sat where I could kind of see the entrance, but I'm like, you know, is someone coming in? Like after, I'm like picturing like a bag going over yeah, my head. Right. And, uh, just the worst case scenario, you know. And um, he has a backpack, a fake Jansport, might I add, <laughs> which I've never even seen in my life. Like oh. at least have the decency to have yeah. a real, I mean, not a band. Yo, that's sport. why he needs the money, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like a Jansport's not an expensive. Like what? <laughs> what, what like thirty-five bucks? Yeah. Like I just, I was appalled. I was yeah. appalled. A fake chance, bro. You need to get better at freaking uh, extorting all these Americans for yeah, real, bro. Yeah, and uh, he hands me the Jansport. And, well, first I asked to see my passport. I was like, I need, I need to see it. And he whips it out. You know, the stamps are all intact. Everything's fine. It was not, you know, manipulated at all. And I go in, and I'm, I'm sitting in the. I'll never forget this. And I'm, I'm, I go into the handicap stall. So I'm gonna give myself some room. To, <laughs> yeah. To you, you, you know what? what? You deserve. You deserve it. It. Let I me deserve, say that. You know, I was like, I'm. I'm gonna go into the handicap stall, and uh, the, you know the mirrors are kind of lower. Yeah. In the handicap. I, I unzip the backpack, and I'm shoveling this money in, and I'm looking at myself in the reflection, and I'm like, "How the fuck?" I was like, "You stupid piece of shit." <laughs> I was like, you are such a fucking idiot right now. He's like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, just you fucking idiot, you know? Yeah. And I'm watching myself shovel money from my little fanny pack into this fake Jansport to pay my life away. And, you know, I bring it back out. He goes into the bathroom. He couldn't have counted all the money. There's no shot. I mean, there's 75 million. It would have taken him a day. Yeah, seven, five, 75 million IDR, which is like 5,000 US dollars. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was a lot. And it looked like a lot of money, too. So I, I think yeah. he kind of like felt tax. it and was like, this looks about right. right. So he comes back out. He gives me back my passport. And, you know, he still, like, wanted to talk. He wanted to talk American politics. <laughs> he wanted to know. <laughs> like, like what? Yeah, what specifically? Like, Could he, he possibly... just was talking to me like I was his boy. Like, just, and I was like. Well, now you are his boy, dude. You just made his day. <laughs> yeah, and he asked me if I wanted to grab a beer with him. Like, <laughs> it was just super, like. Beers on him? all two dollars yeah it, it was just so weird and then wow. he, he asked me if i had any questions for him and uh i did i had i had two questions yeah okay questions i had two questions my first question was um are you gonna split this money and the answer was yes like he's gonna split it with three people but that no one else knew i said okay and my second question was have you ever smoked weed and this really? I have my passport back, so I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and he laughs. He's like, yeah, I have. And I was like, bro, like, really? Like, it and was... that's why he didn't put you to death, dude. I think so. I think so. And uh, you I asked like, him, you asked him what? Sorry, if have he you had ever... smoked weed? If he had smoked weed before, and he's like, yeah, I think he said twice. Like he had done it. A few wow. Times. Wow. I was like, man, that's crazy. And then we just we go our separate ways. I go, uh, I I walk out of there. Um, I walked across the street to the Indo Mart, and I sat on the curb and just like stared i was like it, it was so just like a really weird i've never had like like emotions like this before it was just a very weird like i felt really angry with myself for like i just felt stupid i felt really stupid I, that's what it was i just felt like an idiot and uh it wasn't a good feeling because I, I don't think i'm an idiot but i acted like yeah. And I went and I bought a pack of darts and I sat on the curb of the Indomart and just fucking just ripped darts until I got a ride home. And so from that point on, you decided to get rid of all your weed paraphernalia so nothing like this would happen ever again, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's it's yeah, it's mostly gone. I'll yeah. drink to that. Well, Boxhead, it's been lovely wow. having you open this episode to you and your adventures. May you have no more, but if you do, come back on the show. Please. Yes. We will find you in any corner of the world and yeah. just plop on a street with you. Well, yeah. that's an opener. Uh, should we get into the next story? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. This is one of the funny. So Sam, recently I've been really wanting to get back into skating, not like on a board. Yeah, but like, like roller skates. Roller, roller skates. skates. Well, you have already the dance moves, so I imagine if you got on skates, there's no stopping you. Exactly. But like I got the skates. I love them. I'm excited. But my sister is like actually like a derby skater, like is legit. Oh. And she has like br- snapped her leg in half before. Oh. It's been bad. Seriously? Yes. This oh is God. this is this yeah, is true. Yeah, derby skating is nuts. They, they they go hard. They go hard. It makes me a little nervous. Um, but there is something I have in my back pocket that lets me just go hard in the paint and skate as hard as I want. Wait, to. what would it be? Uh, it's Zocdoc. Zocdoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you, and instantly book appointments with them online. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. And you can filter for the ones that take your insurance and treat basically any condition you're searching for. And the typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 72 hours. Sometimes even the same day. I use ZocDoc, we use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash OKOP and then download the ZocDoc app for free, then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoccom slash OKOP, ZocDoc.com slash OKOP. Let's get back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply things that I said off rip, one of my one-liners, and I'm going to CVS and I'm buying some condoms. The lady looks at me and she goes, you want to back for that? I go, nah, she's not that ugly. <laughs> and she was not, not even a chuckle, but I thought it was like, it was like instinct. Like I said it and I was like, damn, dude. I don't know if I would understand it in that context if I was a lady at CVS trying to give you condoms. No, dude, and it's, like, late at night, like, I'm being a fucking scumbag. Like, I probably bought, like, a thing of condoms and, like, a gold four loco. Who knows, like... That's hilarious. At 16. I literally bought... I I never bought condoms in high school, but just once with my boy. Just to support him, so it wasn't, like, awkward as fuck. Yeah. I also one time got away from my mom doesn't care that I smoke weed now but uh, I hid uh, my boy hid our weed in like a condom box and my mom was like are you guys smoking weed and she's like what's in your bag 
and, it, and my friend just pulled out the condoms and it was like, it's just condoms, because we were being kind of sus. And then my boy pulled out the condoms and was like, it was just condoms, like we just didn't want you to know. My mom was like so psyched. She was like, I'm so glad like you guys are using those. <laughs> and like little did she know it was just Raw Dog City. <laughs> now that's some pre-episode danger for you, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's get into Let's this. do it. My friend fucked our high school secretary. Someone might be going to jail or worse, am I the angle? I think you deserve a dab, you know? Just like a, one of these. One of these. Go on. Come on, Barry. <laughs> I can't see shit. Fox head. Mm. Back. The box head. Back for another story. He comes back from the dead. But watch out, because if there's a sexy secretary, it's over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That I heard you have a sexy secretary right now. Actually, is that true? Listen, it could be. It's actually true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And also, this story uh, is submitted by a wonderful member of our audience, specifically our subreddit r slash okop. You uh, slash show. Harriet Bean. R slash okop show. R slash okop show. Yeah. What did I say? R slash okop. There we go. R slash okop show. Um, username. Uh, Harriet Bean Baggerson. So shout out to you. Hey, we love bean bags. As there you can we see. Go. Shout out Harriet Bean Baggerson. Shall we? Right. Shall we get into Let's this? Get back up. Let's do it. So I thirty male became pretty close friends with Stello junior classmate in my IC at back of the day. We were both seventeen male at the time. We will call him Billy. We used to get into the typical. White guy, Chad type of behavior. Oh yeah, what does that mean? Like, bird dog and chicks and eating hot dogs and drinking wow. beer and smoking darts. Just gunning Natty Lights. It is described as skipping class, smoking weed. Oh. Drinking cheap alcohol. Oh. Writing and recording rap songs. Hey. Hey, smoking grass, I'm skipping class, I'm getting ass, can I pass? Oh. <laughs> and being fixated on the opposite sex and how to get away. <laughs> skipping class, smoking grass, and getting ass. Woo! That's what it's all about. That's right, man. I love how I'm so excluded, by the way. You're <laughs> on your own island. <laughs> you want to come closer, man? I don't know. Yeah, so I'm just falling and balling. <laughs> Yes, sir. Bomb and balling. Also, our, our producer is uh, out working out, so we have right. Nathan producing for yeah. us. Shout out, Nathan. No, and he's no, cringing every second. Both of us were decently liked in school and had a pretty good reputation with our fellow classmates, albeit class bounds, but still relatively popular. Nice. During this time, there was a secretary, 47 female. That's perfect. Yeah. That's prime, man. Prime. Dude. Prime. Like right after, uh, what, that, not in heat. What's the what's the thing called where you stop having periods? Menopause. Menopause. Yeah, well, she's meta keep going. Menopause. It was known amongst a decent percentage of classmates that Donna was rather flirty with some of the guys and she would suffer from some sort of midlife crisis. <laughs> Horny. I'm still 21 type of syndrome. Damn. Yeah, that's uh. Donna's horny. Donna's horny. But she was still pretty cool nonetheless. So, multiple encounters and run ins happened between Derek and Donna. And when I say encounters and run ins, fill in the gaps like Derek Zilla. Oh! <laughs> Sounds oh. like Derek's putting that D in Donna. <laughs> and they had the school split into three different groups of red, white, and gray for whatever reason. Wait, I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Okay. Whether it was Derek getting in trouble and being sent to the office or running into each other in the hallway, they became cordial and actually started talking and flirting quite a bit 
whenever they run into one another. Okay, so Derek's getting in trouble so he can have alone time with Donna. Oh, all of this one day led to Derek getting Donna's number. Let's go. It started off slow with them texting and talking small during the day. Yo, that's crazy that Donna gave a 47-year-old woman giving a high school student their number. I need to know the Riz. Sounds like she's like having Ready a midlife crisis. Yeah. You said so aptly, I feel like your uh, your observation of her horniness. Yeah. No, she's moister than an oyster. I mean, yeah. she's trying to get it. I Riz the 37-year-old. What's the oldest you've been with? 37 when I was 22. How was it? Uh, it was incredible, man. Um, Did she know ways? Yeah, she, uh, I'll tell you what, she, <laughs> she, uh, I guess we can get crass here. She, um, are you guys familiar with that scene from Avatar? Where, uh, airbender? where, yeah, where Katara does the bloodbending. She did some bloodbending. She blunt, she, I was done. I mean, tapped out, man. And she fucking bloodbended my dick. <laughs> it was to, to arise once again. Yes, and yeah. she. Well, she, Benjamin Franklin once said, "As women uh, cease to be beautiful, they uh, increase in their utility." Mm -hmm. Wow, that is what Benjamin Franklin once. That's gorgeous. So they were texting, small talk during the day, or Derek joking for her to get him out of class, but it led into late night flirtatious texts and pics sent to one another. Let's go. Then to full-blown nudies, sexting, and each other's fantasies being short. Let's no go. Full-blown nudies. Yeah. But you know what? I think that this 47-year-old really appreciates what I've heard, and I could be wrong. I'm not a... 47-year-old. Uh, I'm not a 47-year-old or a woman, maybe. You'll never know. I'm a box. Box <laughs> I'm a box. But I've heard that women are more turned on by words. So potentially he was really, yeah, he's saucing it. He's chefing. Let him cook. Let him cook. One night when Derek is at my house, drinking four logos, smoking blunts, and making music like a chat. Yo, that sounds like you, man. Oh. Boxhead is, is Derek. The few were texting and decided that tonight was the night. Oh, yeah. Derek and Donna agreed to meet up. Donna came around 9 p.m. and picked him up from my house in her brand new SUV. Her husband, Brian, had gotten her. He owns a dealership, and this comes into play later. Yikes. An hour or so passed, and I'll never forget the way Derek burst into my back door. With Oh, he burst into her back door, all right. <laughs> with a look that could only be described as pure horror mixed with a lackadaisical, blacked-out, blank stare. Shocked at what he had just seen and done. He goes on to explain his night, how he drove to a discreet location, hopped in the back seat, and did the dirty deep horror. Anal. Everything. No anal? way. Dude, anal in the car is heinous because you have to bring lube. There's no way she's doing it without lube. There's no way. There's no Trust way. me, it's not fun. Now, Donna wasn't the most attractive woman in the world, but the idea of being with an older woman is what drove us back. Makes sense. I could tell that he didn't know how he felt about us. But fast forward a few weeks. Homie had the gnarliest post-nut clarity. <laughs> the thing is, is when you're in the car and you're finished and you have that post not clarity and you just you get out of the back seat and the windows are stained and you just crawl to the front seat and you just, you turn the ignition on and your hands are on the wheel and you just stare in the distance and you go what have i done that's derek right now fast forward uh, a few weeks and derek has donna wrapped around his finger she would let derek take her multiple new cars out during school hours Bro, Donna is finessing her husband out here. My God. Poor guy. So we had a place to smoke and a car to drive while we skipped class. All while she was in the building working. Also, she would forge the attendance sheets to put him and I in ISS in school, su in school suspension 
So that way we would get calls home to our parents from us skipping countless classes. She was essentially... What? That's cool. They met up about half a dozen times before the excitement started to wear off for Derek. And he was looking for a way out. But him being an opportunist and a narcissist, he had to benefit a little bit more from it first. And horny. So he devised up a plan where he would blackmail Donna. No. And if she, oh my God, this is the most high school thing ever. And if she didn't bring him $500, I <laughs> read, Boxhead. Boxhead. He would blow up the entire situation and tell the school's higher ups what was going on. Okay, $500 is nothing. It's worth it. Dude. I love how, like, the theme of these stories is bribing. <laughs> yes, it is. We're on a bribing weed theme. Let's just say Donna was not pleased, but didn't have much of a choice. So later that day, Donna drove to a friend of ours' house where we would all be hanging out to drop off the money. Derek was too afraid and ashamed to go get it. So he convinced our friend, who was completely oblivious to the situation, to go outside and grab something from her. Oh my god. And not her plus He came back inside with an envelope containing $200 and was extremely confused. Derek came clean about what was going on, and our friend shouts, That's why she seems so pissed and awkward. <laughs> but that was that, and they went their separate ways. How is there more? Some time had passed, and we had all graduated, and everything seemed to be back to normal. I was really into this girl who had gone to the same high school as us. We'll call her Monica. One thing led to another, and we started to text and eventually being out a little bit. It was very new, so naturally, on one of the first little hangout dates, Monica decided to bring a friend. We'll call her Jane. Okay. I had a couple of friends over at my place, one of which being Derek. And Monica and her friend Jamie came over to have a few drinks and just chill. I was the only kid in high school who had his own place, so my house was kind of the hot spot for that kind of stuff. That night went well, and Monica and I started to really like each other. Oh, yeah. We hung out more, and she brought Jamie around quite a bit, too, since they were childhood friends, and we all got along pretty close. Derek started to take a liking to Jamie, and a little romance started to brew. Oh. Oh, no. The kicker. Donna, the secretary from our school was actually Jamie's fucking mom. Let's go, the double dipper. So no, Jamie, he has a crush on Jamie that is the daughter of Donna. The apple don't fall far from the tree? Wow. The other type. She really does. Once I found that out, I was shocked and didn't know what to do or who to tell. I let Derek know, but him being the sick, twisted fuck that he is, it did discourage him from still pursuing his newfound relations with Jamie. Even though his wiener had been in her mom's booty and she had no idea. Wow. Monica and I had become very close and in a serious relationship. So I ended up coming clean and telling her everything about Derek and Donna. And both of us contemplated what we should do. Jamie had self-esteem issues and we knew this news would absolutely break we couldn't bring ourselves to tell her, but we did convince Derek to not take things too far with Jamie and to break it off before things got nuked. Derek. Oh my God. They got nuclear. That didn't happen. Oh God. Derek and Jamie ended up dating and having their own serious relationship. It even went on a family vacation to Colorado no. with Jamie's entire family. Okay. Did Derek fuck Jamie and Donna on that trip? Derek? Jamie, the mom Donna, 
and the husband Brian. The daughter and husband having no idea of the betrayal and disturbing truth that was right under their noses. Oh my God. From what I gathered, Donna was not happy about Derek dating her daughter and being anywhere near her husband, but felt too scared or paranoid of the truth coming to light to forbid any of the interactions in any way. Things eventually fizzled out and Derek and Jamie broke up after years of living together and meshing lives with one another. Years? Friendship between our two groups died out as well. This dark secret being from one of the regions, undoubtedly. Is there more? Update part two! Oh my god. Jamie didn't go to the same high school as us, but our town is pretty small and connected. She definitely heard the rumors about her mom, some of which included her boyfriend, Derek. Oof. I think half of her thought that they were just rumors, but a small bit of her might have known that they were actually true and what kind of man she was sleeping next to every night. She ended up kind of going off the rails and is still a little strange and troubled to this day. Donna ended up getting caught by another student's girlfriend who went through her boyfriend's phone and found nudies of the secretary that she had sent to him. The student brought this information to the principal and the school ended up making her resign and pretty much covered up the whole ordeal so the public wouldn't find out and make a news story out of the whole thing. Bumpers. They covered it up, but Donna couldn't cover it up. The husband Brian, serious and wife, did not divorce her, but took away any phone or computer she had and demanded counseling if Donna wanted to keep the marriage alive. She is pretty much like a slave to her husband with no freedom of her own to this day. I can't say I blame him, though I did hear of a friend recently seeing Donna on a Tinder type of dating app. Oh uh, no, Donna. A Tinder type. So not even Tinder. Monica and I ended up together and having a beautiful little girl. I'm wondering, am I the a-hole for not telling Jamie about her boyfriend and mom's dark secret or forbidding Derek from dating his sugar mama's daughter? Is Monica the a-hole for not protecting her childhood friend as soon as she found out? I think we can all agree that Derek is the a-hole, but man, was he effing bold for going through with all of that. Bro, that is so insane, dude. That's mental. Yeah, I mean like, yes, Derek is the asshole. Donna is the asshole. Yeah. Is OP the asshole for not saying anything? I don't know if it's his place. I, I, yeah. Like, is, is he, is he, uh, wait, is, is OP Derek's, friends? OP is close friends with Derek. With Derek. I think it's his, like he said, like, hey, you probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, but you can't do more than that. Yeah, I mean, there's bro code, but like at this, it's kind of not his place. Yeah, now, uh, his now significant other, mother of his child, Jamie, Monica, I'm sorry, Monica was best friends, childhood best friends with, with Jamie. Jamie. And so Monica I think it's out. Monica's duty to tell Jamie. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's Monica's duty to tell Jamie, but fuck, what a crazy. So I think. It, yeah. Monica's a little bit of the a-hole. Yeah, Monica's for not telling. Yeah, but that's uh, that's off for it's, it's definitely hard to tell your best friend that their boyfriend boned your mom. It's hard, not as hard as Derek. All right, so we get to this next story. Do it. This podcast isn't rated five stars. Well, it's your own damn fault. You got two thumbs and a brain, don't you? What do you think? Stars grow on trees? They don't. So go to OKOP's profile page on Spotify, click about, and rate five stars. Or wherever you get your podcasts.